0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another podcast episode. Uh, It's your boy, Kia Orion. This is another episode of Creative Contact. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're on audio, whether you're on video. I appreciate having you here. And so what I've been doing lately is I've been doing episodes that are kind of recaps on where I'm at in my life, things that I'm going through. I'm constantly experimenting with things like health and fitness, fasting, fasting, also my business, my music, just reevaluating where I'm at in my life. And I like to come to you guys and share those with these video episodes, but I also wanted to start sharing them in this audio form as well. However, I've also been thinking a lot about... I find it interesting because it's my life, and so I just like to talk about it and kind of share the process as I go through it. But I've been really diving into... What what could I do to make this more interesting and more valuable for you guys? Right, that's whole this whole cultural end is like how do you bring value? And I kind of hate it's kind of like a buzzword, and I hate saying that. But really, when I dive into it, I'm like, I drill down into what is it about this process that you can get something out of? So I might tell you my stories, and I think for me, it helps me uh, knowing that I. It helps me sharing this with you guys, knowing that uh, there's something. There might be little kernels and gems that knowing that I might be able to share something that resonates with you. So that gives me motivation to do this, to share the personal stuff, which I think I'll do at the beginnings of the show. But then also after I kind of go, you know, go through the Kia shit to have more takeaway and t- um tangible things that you guys can then take and implement. So every week I I'm just I like to learn, right? I felt like I never learned much in school, never learned much in university, but I love learning because I'm just interested in how I'm in, I'm one of those self-development optimized. I mean, I'm part cyborg, right? Like I'm part robot. I want to know what I can do to live longer, live healthier, live happier. And so I'm constantly learning. I'm listening to podcasts, watching interviews. I don't consume a lot of fictional content. And I, to be honest, I miss that, you know, like Game of Thrones type of stuff. I never had a chance to get into it because I'm I'm so enthralled with things around mindset and productivity and uh, health. But I really want an interesting... Interestingly enough, part of it is two things, two art forms that I really love are music and stand-up comedy. And I think because at least the the stuff that I'm into, they're they're very based in reality. And I do love fictional things, but there's something about those that since they're so tangible uh, and kind of real and raw that just at this point in my life, those are some of my favorite um, methods of entertainment. But... I want to take all the stuff that I learn every week and kind of synthesize it into maybe four or five different points and then give my perspective on them. So I listen to a ton of content, long form interviews, keynotes, uh, TED talks, that type of stuff. And I think it could be an interesting experiment. Maybe you guys will dig it. Maybe you don't. But I figured it could be fun to kind of dive into that as well and talk about these different things that I learned and it'll hopefully help me learn it even better by bringing synthesizing this information and bringing it to you. So if you're into things like, uh, you know, personal development, minimalism, health, fasting, happiness, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I, I think this could be a fun adventure. But since I'm a self-centered motherfucker. I want to talk about my week first. So I kind of break it down into the different verticals, health, personal, social, business. And I've been experimenting a lot with, we'll tackle health first, a lot with fasting. Uh, I've been, I've been earlier this month than last month, I was doing the kind of typical 16 hour fast window, uh, 16 hour fast with an eight hour feeding window. So pretty much you skip breakfast, then you can eat noon to eight or however you like to switch it up. Um, And then I also was doing, I've toyed with this month doing one meal a day, so just kind of more like a big feeding in the middle of the day. And then I've also been experimenting with doing a 24 hour fast once a week, where you take obviously 24 hours, don't eat anything. So. Where I'm at right now with it is, I find it, if I do one massive feeding in the middle of the day, um, I I struggle with that, with the same as a pushed 16 and eight, a 16 hour fast, eight hour window. I find the same struggles that I like to do my creative work the first thing in the morning. Um, so that would be like making beats, writing songs, mixing vocal. The hardest stuff for me, I like to do first thing. And I, the hunger for me isn't a problem if I'm doing stuff like this or if I'm like out doing things, but if I'm just focused on the, if I'm at home, which is where I like to be when I'm creating... I find the hunger a little bit distracting. So what I've started doing is just moving the 16-8 hour window where I'll have... So first thing I do, I wake up early and then I train. Uh, I've been training Muay Thai out here three times a week and then also doing some kettlebells, some body weight, just moving, you know, morning movement stuff. First thing I like to do, uh, so I wake up, do my little morning routine, get my fitness on, but then I start working around, you know, eight thirty nine. And if I have to wait till noon, I, those like hunger pangs kind of get me distracted a little bit later on. So I find it easier if I can, I train and then I'll have a little snack. I'll have some breakfast. Um, right now it's mostly nuts and fruit and maybe like some carrots or something. Carrots are my, if you, if you really know me, you know, I'm, I'm part rabbit. <laughs> I like carrots. I, I turn orange. So, but if I find nuts and fruit in the morning is just like enough to kind of hold me over and so that I don't get distracted. And then I can have a big, I can have my, a bigger lunch. And this is something that I've kind of been toying with as well. Cause I, one thing that I, that I found is if I eat later in the evening, I'm not sure if this is true or not. Still so something I'm figuring out, but maybe I, I get a little bit. It affects my sleep. Like, I don't like having a huge feast right before I go to bed. It kind of fucks with me. So, kind of experimenting with having a breakfast, a lunch, and then skipping dinner. And that seems to be working well, but then I really love cooking. And so, there's just some shit to work out that I've been toying with. But feeling good. Energy levels are good. Um, More on that later. Training Muay Thai. Having a lot of fun. I've really missed martial arts. And... And all that, but in Thailand, it's just too expensive. And they want me to be like a fighter. They train like it's an hour worth of cardio. I'm like, just not about that life. So health is good. Business. I'll talk about this more as we get into some of the later points that I that I have that I've highlighted. I want to talk to you about. Um, first week that I released. I'm gonna start releasing a track once a week. Too late uh, is a track that I released this past week. Where I'm just I'm just gonna start releasing. Once a week, I'm going to shoot to have a song for you every Friday, free song Friday. And this one was too late. If you haven't listened to it, give it a sh- uh, give it a listen and then give me a shout if you like it or if you didn't. A lot of these songs too, because now I am focusing on my own work and how can I get it out there, I'm going to be- focus... I'm focusing a lot on distribution. So it's either going to be pitching to influencers, content creators, but also pitching to Sync and trying to, I've been toying with the idea of getting a Sync agent, trying to pitch some of these songs for either commercial, TV, uh, video game licensing, things of that nature. So some of these songs will be songs that I make intentionally for Sync. So they might be very, they might be more poppy or they might be more experimental depending on my own stuff. But I kind of like that inspiration of seeing like maybe a commercial for Adidas and then being like, okay, how could, what would my track, what would my version of this look like? And then creating something around that, having something to pitch in that regard. And so shooting for one of those a week. Also, it's a way for me to kind of document my life and work on building that, that, that Thick skin, so that I of putting my art out there and having people respond to it both positively and negatively, and just getting better at getting feedback and not taking it so personally and not having that reflection on the art make me feel like it's a reflection on myself. So that's where I'm at with the business. Is still I'm make working on I make tracks every day, make beats every day, I try to write songs every day. Um, but then actually following finding one of those and following through with it and bringing it to life and uh and experimenting with that. So that's where my business is I'm still teaching English to pay the bills, little jobs here and there. If you need beats, need music, need tunes, let me know. Uh and then socially things are pretty low key. Socially personally, there's those are not huge this week just because um I've been so focused on my own thing that uh, I have been making some Vietnamese homies, which is cool. So I'm gonna go play some pickup soccer tomorrow, and then go play some video games. And that's something I really appreciate about the cultures. They just play a lot out here. They like they're into board games. They're into going to the cinema. They're they're just play and that idea of like video games, board games, games in general is just kind of it's very entrenched all around. That's cool. So that's my little key update. That's the part of the podcast. And now I want to transition into this new part of the show where I talk more about what I learned this week, different thoughts and questions and ideas that I find interesting and want to give my input on. So let's jump into it. And so part of what I'm going to do for this part of the show as well is have all of the things that I talk about, whether they're podcast interviews, videos, whatever, I'll link to them in the show notes. And so this first one, I'm not sure if you know of this guy named Tom Belyue. Um He's th- he's one of the founders of Quest Nutrition, if you ever had like those Quest bars. And he has this company called Impact Theory. But he was interviewed on a different podcast by this dude. Uh, it's called Short Story Long by this guy named Drama. And I loved some of his takeaways that I thought were really cool. So one of them is this idea between uh, grit and quit, grit or quit, where uh, Angela Duckworth is a professor out of Penn, who I loved her book. If you haven't read it, read it. And it's about the, the common denominator between successful people, athletes, musicians, educators, CEOs, is this idea. Oh, is this idea of grit? But pretty much, it's not about how smart you are, how talented you are, et cetera, et cetera. It's how much are you willing to fail and just stick with shit. But I think the what this what Tom mentioned in this podcast, the idea between grit and grit or quit, is whether you know if it's something you should stick with or not. Because if it's something that you wanna. Focus on, it could take a lot of time. And so he has this acronym called WHOOP. It's wish, outcome, obstacles, and plan. And so you have the dream, whatever the thing is that you're shooting for, and then tangibly look at why you want that. What's the outcome that you want from it? So one thing, an example that they were talking about is if you wanted to be rich and famous from... Uh, rich and famous, and play basketball. And so, the outcome is you want to be able to, you know, you reverse engineer that you want to be able to play basketball every day and be passionate about playing ball, something like that, and make money from it. You're able to monetize it, make a living playing basketball. What are the obstacles? If you look at that, it's maybe you physically, your genetics, maybe you're five, you're five something, you aren't super tall. And you also look at the percentage of how difficult it is to get into the MBA. You just have to actually put in the research and the time to look at what are the obstacles keeping you from what you want to do? What does it actually take to get there? What's the amount of time, practice, dedication that it would take you to get where you want to go and then have a plan on how to get there? And one of the big takeaways is, one, when you break this down, you can say, that this is something that actually I learned a lot from earlier because I've been focused so much on building this beat business, but I was like, that's kind of off the path of something that I really want to do. If I, when I really break it down, do I want to put in all the effort, time, and dedication to build a big beat business? Or do I, how can I just get to like the shortest, what's the shortest possible route to get to what I want to get to? And then really focus that on, like I said, making my own tracks, being a dope artist, and taking this thing as far as I can. And so, When you break it down like that, I think it's interesting because you can see, it makes it easier to say, is this something I want to stick with or not? And then also that anything is really achievable. So even if you are 5'5 and you want to play basketball, it's like, has anyone who's 5'5 or less been in the NBA before? And what would it actually take to be able to play basketball every day if that's something you want to do? It's incredibly achievable. It in in the way it manifests might not be the NBA. Maybe you look at the work and time that it takes to go into the NBA, and that is something that you're, maybe you're limited by genetics, but you could still play to your strengths. Maybe if you're shorter and there are certain things that you can do, it's like maybe you'd be a great supporting team member. So maybe you won't be LeBron, but you might be like – a great supporting player for a team and you could still make it work if you are five, five or an alternate route is whatever it is that you love to do. Say it's play basketball. And then you, maybe you could create your own YouTube show around it. And, or, uh, and, you know, you have an Instagram channel where you teach YouTube, uh, excuse me, you teach basketball stuff. Like there's a million ways to kind of skin the, skin the cat for lack of a better term. But, uh, I'm not even sure if that is a term, honestly. Is it a term? That just sounds terrible. Let's not do that. But it breaks down a lot of ways is what I'm saying. And so you can you can still build whatever you want to build, uh, but it just might take a, a, a route that's maybe less conventional than what you had in mind initially. But if you can really break it down and have a plan on how to get there, you can pretty much do anything. It just might not it might not be that whole, you're super rich and famous LeBron stratosphere. And I think it's important to even analyze that on what, what is it about the, the wealth and the fame that you would need to do what you want to do anyways. Something to think about. So that's one thing that I thought was an awesome takeaway uh, from that interview. Another one um, that I really liked was this idea of the infinite game by Simon Sinek. Who he just dropped this idea called the infinite game, and he talks about it was an interview actually with I think it might have also been with this same interviewer. Short story long, I obviously like there are certain interviews that I gravitate toward, but this guy named Simon Sinek talks about this thing of the infinite game, which is how we're constantly set up to play things like business and music and everything like sports, but. That, that kind of sets us up for failure because if you look at a sport, like say we take baseball, we have an agreed upon set of rules, we have an agreed upon outcome, and we have an agreed upon time limit. So it's however long it takes to do these nine innings. Whoever wins at the end of the game is the winner. Boom. But when it comes to things like music and business, it's difficult because we 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 say we want to be the best, or uh, with business we wanna we wanna crush the competition, right? But you've never agreed on what rules you're playing by. You've never agreed on any timeline, and they might not have even agreed to play the game. So you're competing against competing, use loosely here, against people who don't even realize that they're in a competition with you. There's no timeline and there's no way to decide whether you win or lose. And especially in music, I think that's interesting because we can debate about who this is why those debates about like, the, who are the top five rappers of all time? Who is the best out right now? Those, I don't like to get into those discussions because there's no, they can go forever because we don't have any, we never agreed on what we're defining the best. We never define the rules or what the time limit is, and they never agreed to it either. You know what I mean? And so I think instead of shooting for this position of of ranking or being best or greatest versus other people, I, what he makes the point of is to just do it for you on like to be the greatest you. and then you can set your own boundaries time limit goals, etc and those are things that you can then personally hold yourself accountable for, strive to hit um, things that that are actually tangible and have a real um, outcome that you can you can strive for compared to being the best rapper alive is impossible because you that's nothing you could actually achieve when there's no there's no measurement or thing to to have a competition against because no one's agreed to be in that with you. It, you can still be competitive, right? You want to be, if, if you're on a featured verse or something, you want to really bring it and be dope. But that even when it comes to business, we so often set these short-term goals that promote often toxic high performers into positions of management rather than looking at people that might be supportive to the team and have more of a long term vision for the company. But there are people that perform really well right now for this quarter. And and so it's just this really fascinating idea of uh, playing something long term by your own rules, setting your own expectations to be the best you can be, which I thought was really dope, because you'll always come up short if you're looking for to try to be the greatest or the best at something just because that's the way our mind works. And also, um, you know, I think it's often easier to see our shortcomings than it is to see our positives, but also there's no agreed upon rules, so you can't really play that game anyways. So that was an awesome interview. Um, Yo, another gem. This one I'm not going to touch on too long, but uh, there's this guy. What's his name? Dr. Joe... Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he was—he's a doctor who did—he does research on like some heady shit, like quantum physics and whatever. But it was all about your mentality and mindset, and the way you can physically change your body from your mind. And I'm super into this stuff, just because mindset—I really believe—is everything. But he was talking about uh, one example he gave was the idea of dreams. Where if you're in a dream and you're being chased by a lion, you aren't actually being chased by a lion, but you'll physically respond as if you are. So your adrenaline will shoot through the roof. You'll begin sweating. Your heart heart rate speeds up. You can physically react to things that are in your mind. And this is obvious. This happens all the time. You think about uh, going on... If you have to go on stage to give a speech and you envision the speech or you envision anyone who suffers from anxiety or anything of that nature you can you can realize how things in your mind that fear can manifest itself physically but that also the opposite is true that if you envision like if you envision what you what you want, where you want to go, or things, he was talking about the power of gratitude. This is a practice I've, I've been trying to implement as well. Every morning, it's just that framing in your mind that it sounds silly, but it actually manifests itself in your physical body. If you are grateful, if you if you can um, be grateful for things, be present and and intentional about that gratitude you'll actually feel it physically you'll feel you'll feel better and his research he has all these different research but one is in cancer patients and he talks about how a lot of times these cancer patients when they got this terminal illness they would then start to go out when they said okay this is your set amount of time to live and then you're kicking the bucket they would go out and start to practice either for practice forgiveness or like get over regret or reach out to people that they still had this pent up spite and anger toward and how often it was this crazy research how often that they could they could physically manifest um like a better health through these practices and i think some of them even beat the cancer that was supposed to kill them, just because they started to emotionally approach it differently, which to me is an absolute game changer. I think just think the thinking about um, where you know I'm. I'm in a stage in my life where I'm really reevaluating things. Obviously, I say that a lot, but really think about like where, what do I want? Like, what do I want my day to day to be like? And then how can I get there and really being intentional about thinking and thinking about the vision and making it very tangible and like a daily practice of just like framing shit differently. So that way it's not about some end goal where I end up, but really enjoying and embracing every day that I have working towards it. So that I can be very crystal clear on where I'm going and what it takes to get there, but then not trying to just skip ahead and get there because that that in in between is where all the gold is, you know what I mean? And so that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now is, is really being clear where I'm going, but then also how can every day when it's pennies in the bucket, I can still be happy now without being there yet. And all of that comes down to your vision, your mindset, that type of shit. Um, and a quick aside on that, actually, in the Tom Bilyeu interview, he talks about that too, of how if you envision things, this is, I thought was an interesting point, envision things almost too much sometimes, You, it's so powerful, you'll physically feel it, that you'll almost get that dopamine rush of being there, and it can sometimes hinder your productivity. So I thought... That was just an interesting curveball, something to think about. Um, and then the last one that I want to talk about was a Seth Golden interview uh, that I heard. And it was about um, one-star reviews and mistakes. And how the idea of one-star reviews, if you do anything or you put anything out there into the world, how it, being divisive is a good thing. Because if you... Are Like 2001 A Space Odyssey Which is now heralded as one of the greatest sci-fi films of all time Had so many one star reviews That joint came out the gate And people hated on it But that, that doesn't necessarily dictate its quality And that often When people leave one star reviews It's, it's not that The art is necessarily bad, but it's the wrong audience, meaning it's not for you. And that's what Seth Godin says a lot. Is he's like, he gives this the example of um, going to like a spicy food restaurant or going to an Indian restaurant. Be like, oh, I don't like spicy food. And I was thinking about this. I was like, that is so true. So you know, I wouldn't go to a yoga studio and then be like, well, they don't have a lot of powerlifting equipment here. And it's like, that's it's not for you. And so for me that resonated so much with this stage where I'm I'm at trying to put my own art out there more and realizing if people don't like it, to give weight to opinions to those people who I think really matter, those closest to me, those who know me best. If, If they have an issue with the music or don't think it's good, give me advice, give me feedback why. But In this stage where I'm trying to now build this brand and this audience a little bit more to recognize that there will be a lot of people that it's not for who will still interact with it and leave those one-star reviews, but that those shouldn't affect or steer the ship for for making content for the people who it is for. And this is something uh, that I think is really interesting even right now. Like I said, I'm really into stand-up And Dave Chappelle just released a special and it's getting people, I'm reading these reviews of people absolutely of hating it. And I think it's fascinating because it's like, you know, it's like Buzzfeed and these like think pieces. And I'm like, the point of stand up is that it's supposed to be offensive. Like it's supposed to be really, it's supposed to be funny, but edgy. Like, just like really PC feel good comedy. It's not the same, you know, like even George Carlin back in the day when he has the different, he has the piece about swear words or Richard Pratt, all these guys, you look like comedy supposed to be edgy. Now, if it's a bunch of like white dudes who look like me making racist jokes just together, that's not cool. But if it's a dude like Dave Chappelle, who his entire career has been about tackling edgy topics around race and celebrity and fame and just turning the mirror back on people, like, you don't go into a Dave Chappelle comedy sketch and being like, this is a little offensive. You know what I mean? It's like you, it'd be like you watch a porn video and you'd be like, this is pretty racy. Like these, or like, like, this acting isn't great. You'd be like, of course. Like, that's the point. You know what I mean? And so for me with comedy, I think this is just rampant in our culture right now of everybody has an opinion, and so we're going to share it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're the audience that it's for, and so it doesn't necessarily mean that those, we shouldn't give a ton of weight necessarily to those unless they are an invested person, an invested audience member who has who has experience with that and and comes in with the right mindset, so... That's my take on that. Last thing about the Seth Godin interview, um, he talks about making mistakes. This is a huge takeaway as well. He talks about the Miles Davis Kind of Blue album, which is, um, again, held at one of the best albums of all time. And that was recorded over the course of two days. And that he didn't tell... Pra- he he told the the other musicians a little bit of what was going to go down, but they didn't even practice shit. It just went in. They recorded over two days. Boom, and that's one of the best albums of all time. And that has a ton of mistakes in it. And so I think a lot of times we just get in our own head, overthink shit. And a, a huge takeaway I got from that with the Miles Davis album is just to get out of your own way. If one of the best albums of all time can be recorded in two days and have mistakes in it. Whatever your project you're working on, and no offense, it ain't that serious. Like, do it the best you can. Get out of your own way. Let it rock. If if Miles Davis is making mistakes, you can make mistakes. So that's my first shot at this type of a podcast. Synthesizing some information, giving you my weekly update at the same time. Tell me what you think. Uh, what stuff you'd like to hear more of, what you wouldn't. I'm just going to keep doing this because I like learning and hopefully I can synthesize some shit that, that you enjoy learning about too. So thank you for tuning in. If you made it this far, you a real one, uh, go out there and dream hard. I think that's going to be my new, my new tagline. I, I was like, I like that. When and where, it's just a matter of time. When and where, dream hard. That's what I'm about. Appreciate you. Peace.